Welcome to the Overtime podcast. It's a new podcast and we are going to be talking about basketball. Everything and anything basketball. So basically we sat down as a couple of young men and decided that we, we need to have our voices and say our narratives about the different things in regards to basketball and share different opinions, see what we see about basketball both locally and internationally and with me I have two gentlemen that I am going to allow to introduce themselves and then we can kickstart. We, we are actually three. One is majorly the producer, is called producer Mike but yeah he will let him speak a few things here and there but I'd like the gentlemen to introduce themselves and we can continue. Thank you, Lambert. Uh, my name is Paul Asimo. Uh, like I said, they used to call me CP. You know, uh, not because of anything else, but other than Chris Paul himself. CP three. Was this what it is? Was was that was that just a nickname that was given to you, or you gave it to yourself? You know, some of these things usually. What just inspired the name? The name. Well, actually, the. Original inspiration behind it was uh, in high school I was a class prefect. So you are not CP3. So you are not no CP3 in any. <laughs> so, so, so CP has nothing to do with basketball. So when I started playing basketball, it made more sense to switch the, the narrative, the, the meaning of the nickname. So now it's changed to CP3, and since then I've been known by that. Yeah. Okay. Um. My name is Basil. My name is Basil, and uh, some people call me Dog Boy. I'm just here to tell you guys about KD. KD. So, so which are these circles that call you Dog Boy? I feel like these are the church circles they that know call you Dog Boy. Ah, so yeah, Basil, biggest KD fan that I know of. He wherever KD goes. That's where he's supporting. So he was once, so he was once a Sonics fan, then an OKC fan, then a Warriors fan, now a now a now a Brooklyn fan. So yeah, the man just follows KD wherever he goes. And a word from our producer. Yeah, uh, many guys know me as Fat Vader. You may recognize me from the Sokajaja podcast, but while I'm here, I'm here to represent Damian Lillard. <laughs> Dame time, Dame time. It's Dame time. <laughs> ah, I really wonder why he chose Damian Lillard, but well, we'll have that conversation. Um, starting off locally, we want to highlight a few things that happened locally. Um, all we can use, since it's the start, the end of the year, we will talk a little bit about the different things that happened during the year. Starting off with the Afro Basket qualifiers, that is basically the major thing that happened on the local scene. We didn't have a league this year because of COVID. Um, then there were, there were plans of it resuming or a tournament of some sort, but the expenses to pay for COVID tests every after two weeks were too expensive for, for the league to, to let the, <coughs> the league resume. 
so it was called off until 2021. 2021 is today is 30th December, so 2021 is basically in two days' time. So hopefully we'll have a league next year, yep. and uh, we'll, we'll see what to do. So Afro Basket qualifiers, what did you like? What did you like? Um, the different additions on the team that actually fit in well. Um, we saw, we were able to see Uganda play in a group of Egypt, Cape Verde, and uh, Morocco, and they they were they, they, they won two games, which was really really impressive. So, what were your highlights about the games? What what were your spotlights? What was your lowlights? Where do you see we can improve as a team? One, what I liked about the, what I liked about our our games uh, was the team centric uh, basketball that we played. Uh, this helped us uh, win some two essential games uh, to give us leverage into the next uh, qualifiers, which come in February. Yes, February. Yeah, so we have we are going there with six points. We don't have a big mountain to climb. And also we have some good transitional basketball, eh? so like we can we can easily catch some open we can easily catch opponents off guard uh, transition. I think uh, this plays to advantage since we're a small team. We might as well do small use, basketball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Use yeah. transition. Use transition. Use, use, use the speed of Jimmy and Nabo yeah. and Ishmael. Ishmael. And there's a way um, the way the players also complement each other. Have Ishmael, okay, he's like a constant, he's always on fire. Um, he was crucial in maintaining our. our the, the, I feel like Egypt, I don't know where we gave in, like at what point we gave in. I think it was, it was in the fourth quarter. Fourth quarter, yeah. But it but was we, tight, it was tight, yeah. It was, yeah. Really, it was really toe to toe. It was really toe to toe. And uh, I remember there was this uh, big guy, there was it their center, the Egyptian center. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Such a big body there, like I think seven feet. Just he's, he's like he's like seven, seven yeah. one, seven two, and in, and yeah. on the team we don't actually have a big guy, so we actually mind. suffered a lot in the interior on the in the yeah. Egypt game. I think that uh, it's it's not it's not there's Mahmoud and there is uh, Mahmoud is also another one that really killed us, but that big guy, I remember we never. He had like the highest, let's say, efficiency for the minutes he played. he played. Because every time he was in the paint, it was either a point or a foul. Oh, foul. Yeah. yeah. So, um, I don't know how we are going to overcome uh, that. Because we, we are facing them. It's the first game we are playing. Come February. But the, the most important thing is that we were able to pick up those two wins. Those two wins were very, very crucial. Because currently, as is, we don't know which country is hosting next round. Usually the country that hosts the second round of qualifiers, they can play a little syndicate so that that country, and there's a possibility that it might be Morocco. So that's why that second win against Cape Verde was very, very crucial. So when we enter the next round, uh, it's happening February, I think, 19th to 21st, uh, slightly after Valentine's. I think we need a win to qualify. We just need one win to qualify. Like to stamp, uh, so to 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 remove all the mathematics that usually Ugandan sports goes through, we just need a win to stamp our place in in the in the Afro basket. 
tournament yeah. that's going to happen uh, in the middle of the year next year in Rwanda. The crazy thing is um, South Sudan that got a wild card is yeah. actually going to play in the Afro was it Tunisia withdrew? Was it? it was Algeria. Algeria, Algeria withdrew. Algeria withdrew, but um, if you look at that South Sudan team, it's being coached well by Deng. Deng. But even in the group they are in, all the teams in that group are actually going. So Nigeria, South Sudan, um, Mozambique, and Rwanda. Since Rwanda is the host nation, regardless of whether Rwanda finishes second or third or last, they are, they are qualifying for that. So it's a good thing for them. They get an opportunity. You know, it's a very new country, the region and all. So they get an opportunity to <clears throat> they get an opportunity to play like a tournament that, of that magnitude. They really, really impressed in the pre-qualifiers when they had to face the likes of Kenya and, Madag and Madagascar and, those are, and Tanzania. They really, really impressed. Yeah. So this is sort of like going to give them a, a very big opportunity. Hopefully, they we we have all four. Is it? All four East African countries that are actually in the qualifiers get there. That's Rwanda, Uganda, Kenya, and South Sudan. Yeah. Tanzania wasn't able to get to the qualifiers, but hopefully those four teams can get there and have a say there. Um, <clears throat> so that's basically it for local sports. Um, nothing else has really happened. We were lucky to have a couple of our Ugandan lady players playing in the Randa League that resumed in the that resumed in after COVID. Yeah. We had the likes of Zaina. Uh, she plays for JKL but she was able to play for the, the Randa team that actually won the tournament. There was also another the UCU Center. Yeah Econ. Econ. Econ also played the for, future. For, the, for one of those Randa teams. So it's actually a good thing. You 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 mm -hmm. see how transparent and how good these players are on this local scene to be able to be called up on another on another level and to actually shine on that level as well. I, I think if you watch the games you could tell that teams were relying on them. On them, yeah. You could they were see really the other team relying on Zaina. But then Zaina had the she had the point guard, the UCU. From, from UCU yeah. uh Rosin. Yeah. So they, they have been playing together for a while, so the chemistry was there. You could see Econ single-handedly leading her leading team also her team all the way. I rebounds, think they, they played, Yeah, they played each other in the finals, I think. If it I'm was not, in the semis. In the semifinals. Yeah. But then, like, it was a good take. But it also says a lot about basketball in Uganda, in Uganda you know? Yeah. Do, are we paying less? Is Rwanda doing more? Is Rwanda growing at a faster rate? I remember a point where Uganda was uh, the biggest threat. Basketball-wise, in, in East Africa, but now we see Kenya. Kenya is stronger Kenya is than actually Uganda, technically, than you know. Now. We are seeing also Rwanda coming up. Um, Afraid, Sudan is going to overtake each and every team now, yeah. you know. Where will that leave us, you know? For us, it's it's basically a structure thing. See, the thing about structures might look like a small thing, or the big, the big guys on top might not look at, you know, investing in sports as a big thing, but, you know. If you look at the countries that have had investment in there, yeah. it has actually been of help. Look I at know. the Rwanda team, look at Rwanda basically, and how they are improving their sports simply because the big man on top actually sees a lot of future 
you know, spot. Kudos to Mandela for everything that he's doing, but on we the national can, team. Yeah, but yeah. we can still change a lot of things. We have no structure. When we were going for the qualifiers, we had like a two weeks to train yeah. for them. That's why I was so impressed by the team. I feel like we overachieved for a team that for a team doesn't that, train yeah, together. Yeah, didn't train a lot a together, team, and know, then they had a number of like other pieces that they had to add. You know, like that chemistry, working on that. Yeah, there are a so, lot of things we can work on. You know, structure is important. Talking of structure, uh, many people are not aware we had uh, Uganda participated in uh, World uh, FIBA World Cup. The three on three? No, not the three on three. It was during the lockdown. It was basically about skills. They FIBA gives you skills and it's all about time. In how much time can you do the skills? Mm. Can you make 10 shots, ten shots after certain drills, you know? Mm. And you could tell there was such a big gap between Uganda and the other countries because of structure. We do not have a structure that caters for the people down here. It's not until we have a tournament, then you see the coaches trying yeah. to gather a few players here and there, you know? Yeah. So it in, in, the, in the long run, it's going to affect us. I mean, what will happen if there is no more Jimmy? No more, no more Tony, no more, 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 more catch. Because if you look at, like, let me say, for example, Jimmy, Koma, and Ikong. Yeah. Those guys have been on the national team for close Since to like we 12 were in years. School, you know? So, those, the, okay, we have a few guys that have come out, let me say, like Tony, exactly. like Bali, like Luol. If you um, ask me, do I see players who are capable? <coughs> yes. Are yes. they ready? No. Because the structure doesn't allow them allow to. Them to do so. You know? Also, because we rely so much on uh, foreign-based players, it's not a bad thing, but there are countries that actually bring their home-based players more. Yeah. I feel like, like we can like hit those pinnacles. Yeah, mm. like, Kenya, like Kenya, teams like uh, Algeria, Tunisia, Egypt. Egypt actually, you know? currently, the, the current Egypt team is like a rebuild team because most of the guys that have been playing in the past like two, three, four tournaments are yeah. actually like being laid off. They are bringing in a, a new crop of guys that are supposed to take home. Actually, Egypt is such a role model for us because I don't think, ever since I started supporting or watching basketball, I've never seen Uganda beat Egypt. No, no. matter how no matter how hard we try, it's always a blow. It's, all, it's, all, it's, 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 it's the best we always do is, you know, like push them in like till the fourth quarter, like four minutes and to go it. and then that's it. Yeah. And then when you the, the crazy thing is like Egypt is like in our region because they are in the they are in zone five. Yeah. But if you look at teams in other zones, if you look at Nigeria, if you look at Cameroon, if you look at even if you leave out the aspect of their foreign best players, those are teams that have really really good players. Look at Senegal. Look at um, look at Angola. Right. These are teams that have. And you, if you look at them, it's basically they have structures on ground. Like Senegal, Senegal has a really, really nice structure on ground to like promote talent and, and get players from there. Same thing with Angola. I think Angola has the best league in Africa. Yeah. So even that sort of like helps look at the North African countries, that's Algeria, look at Egypt. So the, the structures really, really do a big thing in this thing. But you know, Hopefully, someday we'll be able to, you know, have these things put in place. And well, no, um, I think we have some systems in place. Uh, I don't know how far they have gone, but by the time we're in high school, 
we had some systems in place. Uh, for example, we had a schools league, uh, NASBA, that I believe is still in place. See, see, I think okay, it's it's mm. still there, but it's you know like basic. Mm. And if you look at that league now, it has been become so political <coughs> in a way, whereby like the big big teams, like the big big schools, will find a way of recruiting the good players such that they can win. True, see, like Lambert has said, it's not intentional. It's not intentional at all. What happens? There are teams that actually buy their way to the nationals. To the national championship. So that kills the game. Yeah. You'll find teams that have all the good players in one team. In one team. How I, you know, for some, there are times I wish, you know, there are times I wish like players were actually drafted. I know we haven't hit those pinnacles, but I, I wish we reach a point where players actually drafted from the or, league, yeah, from the high school, from the high school. Yeah. And then like there's also like balance of power within the league, you know. Yeah. It's not just, you know, because you have money and you can influence your way. Exactly. Yeah. Just now some questions to ask ourselves, like, what happened to all those players that we came out with from high school? I mean, in my team, in my, in my school, eh, there are two, I think, there are like three players in my class. Yeah? I had a man called Prosper, I had a man called Angelo, Majuk. Those guys were top. But Majok, I feel like Majok played at some point. Majok is also He played for... There's a team he played for. I feel like I've... But you know, you you, you wouldn't blame them. One, basketball in this country has no returns. You played for the love. If you get to a point where you have something better that you can do, probably you have noticed... uh, Now, I'll tell you, in my first year, I would train all the way in Mokono. But as at Mook. You get mm. in the long run, it's hectic. It's hectic. I mean, it's as, as lucky, they would give us transportation, but not all teams do that. You end up giving up, you know. And it's not that you'll blend in every team you'll go in. No, there are teams you'll go in, and the coaches won't believe in you. You know. Yeah, they so, have a particular system or particular yeah, players exactly. that they believe and, in. And because you're not paid, and because it's not like you've been endorsed or something, it's easy for you to walk away. You know, you yeah, just walk yeah, away. Yeah, yeah. You just like, like, like a lot of people like to say that our league is it's 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 not a you can't say it's a pro league. It's it's not. It's definitely not a pro league. It's not even a semi pro league because when you look at it, the majority of people that play basketball in Uganda play for the love. Yeah. These are people like let me say Basil, let me say CP. He has his job. Let me say he's an IT officer somewhere or he's an accountant somewhere and then in his free time he's like he goes and plays basketball so a lot of it is just predicated on the love of the game and wanting to keep fit and all this so yeah hopefully we get to the point where we we are at least at a a semi-pro league level where you know guys can actually compete day in and day out look at the NBA guys are playing games uh, every other day, I mean, and we all know, based on the experience we've had with playing basketball, how tiring the game is. Yeah. And then you know, even like, like, just what like we're talking about the structures. You know, like structures doesn't stop on just having like where to play basketball from, but it also goes into you know recovery, yeah. recovery of we have players that are so good. He got, let me say, a knee injury or an ACL tear or an Achilles here and there. Yeah. And that was it because he couldn't find, you know, being able to, like, pay all that recovery and everything. So 
that also affects us in a way, but you know, hopefully praying to God that you know these things will be worked on eventually. I know, right? Um that's that basically that's that's it on the local scene. A few you know in the, on, in the there's not really been that much activity this year. And I was really excited for it. For this season, man, there were a lot, yeah, a lot of talent, a lot, a lot of young players lot, coming up. And I can't say it's the season when City Oil was going to get dethroned. No, because they it, weren't. It, it looked like City Oil had competition this year because JKL had come up with a really nice team. But the, got, they had got a couple of bigs, but then the way we know City Oil, we had sort so of organized. like... The, those and, guys are so organized that... And, and one thing I like about Monday is he buys <coughs> players he needs. I've seen JKL before buying players and they are not used. They are not used, yeah. You know, but Monday bought players he needs. Yeah, he bought. He brought in. A he brought in four he players. He brought in Makiadi. No, he actually brought key. in. He brought in five players. He brought in Makiadi. He brought in Okal. He brought in those two boys from. Uh, from Nam Blazers. From Nam Blazers. One is a point guard. Yeah. One is a shooting one guard. One is a shooting guard. No, one is a small forward. And then he brought in Ikwong. Now imagine you have Makiadi. You have uh, what's the name of the guy who, with the most rebounds in the league? Are you Kong? No, not Kong. Landry. You have Landry down. You have Okello. You have a backcourt of Tony and one of there's that shooter uh, from of, there's that point guard from Namblaze as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, and he's very have, smart. Exactly, exactly. You have him and Tony. That's the future. You're already securing yeah. the future. I I feel like Savo should pick a leaf. That's how you secure the, the, future. the future, you know? <laughs> it's how you secure the future. Oh, man. It's, but, it's, but it's something I was really looking forward to. And uh, yeah. all the other teams, I wanted to see how power was going to fare. Almost every great every, player, every in, the great power player league, in the team had left. In the power team had left. Yeah, it was a whole new it team. It was a totally new team. With two or like, three uh, MacGyver players. had left to Numblazers. Exactly. Um, Fami had gone to Numblazers. Exactly. Like a number of those guys. Had, and I also wanted to see how Numblazers yeah, was going to fare. Because they are new entrants into the, into, the, into the league. But they have really, really made a big statement on the number of signings mm. they've brought. Yeah, but they've brought in Fami, they've brought MacGyver, they've brought uh, I, Monoja, Dudos, they've brought um, Katumba, Katumba, Kedi, they've brought is that guy who used to play for power, Kojo. Yeah, yeah, I saw Kojo too. I was actually impressed with their signings, especially the forwards, the point guards. They the balanced forwards. it out. They yeah, didn't just I, buy Fua, but they sort of like tried I wanted to, to balance see, it. I wanted to see how Dudos and Katumbo and I feel like you I feel like it, you can't play both of them at the same time so I, you like it will for Katumba to get back to where he was I feel like he will need a coach who's going to believe in him coming out, coming from Deje you could sense that uh, the coach had uh, had lost faith had lost some faith in him he wasn't uh, starting anymore they had Deng you know yeah. he wasn't the favorite anymore so it would take a coach to believe in him because I believe he's still a player who can deliver. On a bad day, he can give you defense. Katumba can rebound, you know. He can. I, he's a good defensive player. He can block. So I I, I believe he he is a good addition. And Dudus is a scorer. Dudus can score. He can score. Dudus can score. Can Once score. you feed him the like, ball, he can score. He can so score. I, and now you have Fame. You have MacGyver. You have who MacGyver. Can watch, you have that back court that you know? can light it up, and then they still have a few of their young guys that they had from exactly, the, so exactly. So there's, there's that 
it's that team that has sort of like looked at I don't want to say it's the city oil picture but they have a similar groove to yeah, the city yeah, oil yeah. picture when where you have a balance of yeah they have structure and then they have a balance of the the youth the young guys and, and then the, 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 the vets to sort of like guide the young sure. ones on what to do and how to do it so yeah. it's 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 one of those things you know covid has taken away from us the ability to see how this would have fared and the most annoying thing is they called off the league they called the weekend the weekend when we were about to start we had just had um ucu open yeah and ucu open for the it was quite interesting because you could see you could see the additions of city oil how they were firing you could see how power was firing because i remember that semi-final that went into was it four overtimes that was between city oil and power it was it was one of those electric games that we. But you know, I I knew City Oil would not go far, because we played City Oil the day before. I think it was the last game of the day. Yeah. City Oil won by a point, but we led we led the whole game. The whole game. And the only reason they beat us was because of the maturity at the end. And you the know? experience. The experience. But then you could tell it wasn't. Uh, a very strong city old team. I don't know whether they took the tournament lightly. They usually don't take the tournament seriously. Uh, if you actually look at last year as well, yeah, they didn't take part. They've actually dodged taking part in UCU Open for a number of years. I yeah. think this year they were like, you know what, let's let's honor this invitation and actually go out and play. But it was actually a good show. Very good. Good to see. Like the UCU Open is always good to see. You know, very it's, many it's a new year. It's uh, new signings here and there. Pre-season. Yeah, it's 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 sort of sort of like a preseason tournament. It's the most respected preseason tournament in that happens country. in this true, country. True, true, true. So you get to see where the different teams are, especially like on the top level, to sort of gauge and see okay where do you stand. You get you have your new signings that are coming in, so you get to see the different players. Uh, by the way, Cyrus also joined. Now Blazers. Blazers. Yeah, yeah. The good thing about this year being a COVID year is he had to have surgery on his knee. Oh, nice. So it, it, it gives him an opportunity to here. recover and by the time we get into next year, it's going to be... I really want to see how that Nam Blazers team plays. I and, really, and, and, really and, 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 want uh, to I also see. wanted to look at how the Deja team was <coughs> going to come up. I, I believe so much in their coach. But most of their players had left. Yes. Katumba had left, That's and true. like two of their never, point guards I've and never, shooting guards I've had never gone. Doubted Johnny and Walker's and signings. signings. They yeah, always, they yeah. always find a way to who make it happen. Here? Who you got here before Walker yeah, got here? Before you, before no one, but one of the best point guards in the country. True. Very quick. Those very guys have lethal. the best scouting network in this country. And we don't know how they do it. They go to Kenya. They go to Congo, Burundi. They come back with talent. Bloody kids who just who, who know, know what to do basketball. Yeah. So it's I, I I was really I I just wanted to see what they had for us this season because trust me, they they can't get relegated. I know. They no, can't. No, 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 no. The teams the, the teams that went up it was Numblazers and UPDF. Yeah. UPDF had made a couple of signings. Very good signings as well. Um, they had brought in. I think also a couple um, of guys from that. J- uh, JKL team. I think Opie Opi went that side. Yeah, Opie also went there. Yeah. Even Obukunyanga. Uh, yes, even Obooks went there. Obooks went there. Dagi, Dagi joined even them Dagi. as well. 
So they had they had made a couple of signings. I just really wanted to see how like like it's COVID a team has I know really for really sure that wasn't us. coming down as well. Yeah, because then then it leaves it leaves a question which team was going down. We're talking thinking about of maybe KCCA. KCCA, but but it's as if KCCA had made some moves or it hadn't. But you know, it's since it's an institutional like sort of team, it's yeah. hard for you to see them getting relegated. But you really never know. But I guess we'll just have to like look up to next year and see. Hopefully, these teams have like kept that because you know because of COVID and all. Yeah. Um. Some teams because of differences here and there, they might not be able to look the same. Yeah. But you know, hopefully, we have a league next year and we are able to. You I know. I can't wait for a time where our league comes out like the Div One. Div One has always been my favorite league. It's a favorite league. That's one league. of the reasons why I most of my time I've played Div One. Even when I've had the opportunity to join NBL, I've stayed in Div One because yeah. Div One is balanced. It's the most it's, competitive it's like, league. If, if you look at Div One, it's like the Premier League of English football. Anyone can beat you. I I I, I remember I remember Lambert can tell. There's a time we there's a time we lost one game in Div One. The entire regular season. And we, then they, we and, lost one game. And then we were top seed, number top one. Seed. Then number eight comes and, and beat beat, us. it sweeps it, us. Yeah, not two even, zero. It sweeps us. Two zero. And that was it. In the playoffs. In yes, the playoffs. in the playoffs. In the playoffs. We got swept. And yet we. Now the funny thing is that the team that beat us. Now, uh, Alton and I had gone to Kenya for three and three. So the guys who remained beat them, and we were among the guys who scored the most on our team. So there was considering that, we were not yeah. there, we thought to ourselves, there was this, that this is a walkover. A, a walkover. Because we weren't there, and our weaker team beat them. Beat them. How about now that we are here? What, are, what can we do to these guys? Those guys shocked us. I remember the first quarter ended 29-5. So, <laughs> so, so just, that's how bad it yeah, was. By the time we came back in the game, it was over. Because I remember done. they only won the first quarter. But it was that. But it was. But it was that. They only won yeah. the first quarter. It was that first, big that of a difference. A difference of twenty-four points. Was that big. was all they that needed. That was it. We won all the other quarters, but that's how important the first quarter was for them. Yeah, that that league is very, very, it's very like even even from a neutral basketball fans, but even the guys in like NBL, they really and, got and, down and to, watch nice to watch these games before. Teams like Mkumba still there. Yeah, Nkumba is actually good. Exactly, this team from Chambogo. Um, old-timers. Old-timers is there. Rockets. Rockets is and uh, that Rockets team is good. I just they just hope they still well. I just hope they still have the their 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 kids they that do have the birth them yeah. So hopefully they'll still let's let's, let's you know there's, there's something to hope for in, so in who, the new who year. Do you think the, who do you think? Who do you reckon would win the NBA? Um that's a very it's a very I'm 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 not really a good person to answer that because I'm a City Oil fan. So I will by default say the team that I support will win it. Will win it. But you know, like because they've won it for the last is it seven years? Yeah. You, in a row. In a row you can't ultimately ultimately they'll enter every single season as favorites. Then the question will always be who are these other teams that can that can challenge. So we start asking questions. You see, you took them very you see, far. You took them to game seven. To game seven last year. They are the greatest challengers. 
But you see, you lost a couple of players. But but I still trust Nick. Nick is Nick is uh, Nick, Nick is, a is really smart. the best coach in this country. I mean, I, I've had sessions with Nick, and there are things about him that are really so different. True. I believe for me, he's the best coach in this country. He's he's, he's um, really and unfair. also his scouting network is is very very dope. I like the way he scouts his players, you know, and he still has it. I mean, he has uh, Fadir, he has uh, the point guard, Fayed. Is Fayed still there? Yeah, Fayed is. There's talk of him going to the States for a scholarship or Unless something. Unless if that happens, talk. which would be good as well. Yeah, yeah. Then uh, he still has uh, Caesar. He has... Uh, but wait, didn't Caesar finish? No, 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 he hasn't. He has this, uh, their KD. Oh, Deng. Deng. Yeah. They have Deng. I mean, if you have Deng, you have Fadir. You still have Chuma. Chuma uh, is still there. Chuma they even there. have Senfuma, a new Titus. pickup. They you have, have Titus. That's already a team. You, you know, I Fadil is such a Chuma is such a big, a big, big, big personality in the team. In the team, he's the kind of person you build the team around. Yeah. If you have him, everything else it's so easy for everything else to fit to fall fit in. in. Place. And I trust Nick to get a good point guy. He's the kind of coach. Whose plays go through a point guard? Look at the kind of point guards Nick has had throughout. Yeah, he has, he, he has, he has always best. had nice point guards. Exactly. Nice so point him. guards and shooting guards. Because yes. he also has, um, he has Jerry. Jerry. Jerry is, a very Jerry is also a guard. very good pickup. And now uh, he's going to get a point guard who can do the job. No doubt about that. I believe those two challenges. He's, he's, he's one of those... Like the way we were praising Walker and uh, and Johnny about recruiting, yeah. he's one of those guys who's really, really. He has. There's a time because he's also the under eighteen coach. He's with among Badger. the coaches with Baju. Yeah. There's a time I was hearing a conversation where he went into the nationals, and he watched. I think like just a few games, from 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 the games that he watched, yeah. and he already had his under his under eighteen lineup. Like his eye is that keen and he's that good at he's, he's, at, at scouting that he doesn't need to see a lot to actually tell that this kid is actually good enough to you know to what, represent. What, what impressed me about Nick uh, there's a time we were watching a game and he was coaching the Lady Cannons I think it was a playoff game and one of the point guards rushes through the defense, just throws the ball it goes in, they were celebrating and he calls for a timeout when he called for the timeout, he asked them one question is that how we want to score? You know? Yeah. For a coach to be very unimpressed with the way you score, you score says so much uh, yeah. about the way he wants his team to play. And know? he's very principled. Yeah, he's very, very principled. You can and ask so many of the guys that have gone through his hands. He's very exactly. principled. And, and I don't know very many coaches who would mind that. There are coaches who just want the ball to go in. They just want that W. You yeah. know, regardless of regardless that, style, that, that yeah. Mourinho type of play. But, but he's, a, he's, he's a kind of coach who has a philosophy. And he doesn't care how you play. You rather lose, but using his philosophy. Using his philosophy and executing it. Because yeah. if you look at the way he coaches and everything, he's, he teaches a lot of like the basics. So if you understand and learn the basics, even if you're losing while playing the basics, yeah. eventually because you're using these basics, they, it becomes easier for you to execute and play better basketball than just this. Best example is the UCU team he has. It's not a team that just woke up one day and they made it to the finals. 
Trump. It has been a process. When you look at the players, Choma from the time he was introducing to Actually, the Choma was like the last the, person that was in the last team that played on the, exactly, in the finals. In the finals. With him. So, and he wasn't a starter. Yeah. But now he's leading a team he's into another team. final. You know, it's it's really good to watch. I think we need more coaches like Nick. A lot. Right we need a lot more coaches like have like a, a philosophy. Eh? I think it's it's a, it's a good way to know when your weaknesses are exposed, easily identify identify them and build upon them. Yeah. That's why people who start out with philosophies they go on improving. They don't work out as over time uh, overnight success like uh, yeah. like Ateta. <laughs> man had to throw man, but, had, yeah. man had to throw his you coach have, under I, the I bus can, I, can, <laughs> I can see CP is here but he's, in, he's somewhere in Catalonia <laughs> so I think I think that's a good uh, I don't know how many coaches in the league do that like work on a philosophy but that is something like you can improve because even if you lose you know how you lost and you're able to patch up those weaknesses at least they show you the weaknesses of your playing style so, yeah. yeah. See, see, the thing is, I, I feel like a number of our coaches have have like a basic way of running basketball. So you have, you know, the pick and roll, the basic how do you yeah. beat man? You beat, you know, space the floor, that sort of thing. But then you don't have okay, and this is more like on the lower side, but like you don't see like temperament being shown on like plays on execution particular coaches do have those plays and execution and sets but then some of them it's a case of but but also run pick and you, roll, know, you know it also comes this. down to structure now look at i think one of the best things that happened to ucu was having coach some as their gm yeah some is a very intelligent person and he knows what he wants when you look at the way someone and nick nick have worked out things it has paired out well. There is a coach, another coach I believe in so much, is called Wathum Brian. Yeah, Brian. He's a KU coach. Yeah. He's the kind of coach who wants a certain pedigree of players. Now, in KU, he only has shooters. That is his game. Small guys shoot, shoot penetrate. penetrate. You get it. You can see, on a good day, they can shoot. The lights the out. <laughs> they can shoot on a They'll good day. They'll shoot the lights out, they, yes. There's that final of KIU and City and Oil. City Oil. That game, that game went to six games. It, it was, was six, five. Mad. It was six games. Six I, games. I was actually disappointed, yeah. but the shooting was unreal. It was mad. It was they mad. Sh- they shot City Oil at a point I thought that was the point. <laughs> that first game, you know, that yo, first game, that it, first game where City Oil lost, they blew them by like fifteen or twenty points. Or twenty points, and a lot game of one. people, and a lot of people after that game were like, "Ah, City Oil, this is the year they get dethroned." But you know, Monday has a way of always doing. They know how they to know. <clears throat> The thing is, it's it's hard to beat City Oil in four games. Mm. In the playoffs, it's <laughs> one because of the, the coach and the players. They have and the, the players. You know, and there's one thing about a team that is used to winning. There is a way they react to losing. That's that not, is different. You know, that's different from yeah. a team that's used to losing. When City Oil loses a game, I feel like everyone goes home and is disturbed. How did that happen? That can and they just ponder on the mistakes they made. You know, maybe I could have done this better. I could have. Uh, pushed a little harder. I could have made the extra pass, you know. 
that's what a championship team does. And I guess that's the reason why the consistency is there in the number of trophies, one True. season, in season, True. out. They've, they've literally won every trophy they have taken part in in, in Uganda from when they, were in, uh, when, when they were brought into the league. Yeah. They won the, the lower league. Then when they got into the, sec, the Div 1, Div 1, they reached the finals, but they didn't win it. Yeah. Then they came into the NBL and... Lo and behold, they've been setting yeah, records. Was it power that they dethroned at that time? Uh, they beat Falcons, their first Falcons. trophy. I remember yeah. that 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 uh, that year very well. I wasn't able to go to Lugogo, but I watched a game, I think, on TV. Yeah. And you know, by then, uh, Omoni was still in Falcons, in Falcons. And then there was that that flashy point guard. The point guard. Uh, uh, I know him. He's Tanzanian. He's Tanzanian. Uh, it's called uh, uh, Dula. Dula. Dula and... I and, think and Dula was one of the best <coughs> point guards that was. We have at ever 40, had. He was so athletic. <laughs> For a 40-year-old. I hear people talking about LeBron. Bro, you did not Dula. <laughs> Dula at 40. Wow. Wow. This guy has just decided to throw LeBron slander. God. Lennon, Lennon, wherever Lennon you are, is bro. Lennon is not here, otherwise. Lennon is here, he would have eaten you up. No, but honestly, for a 40-year-old, mm. he was so athletic. I saw that guy pulling off dunks on youths, 20-year-old, 30, <laughs> at 40. At 40. He was, but he was, he was, you know, like how Omoni was able to, like, last for so long? Yeah. It was sort of similar to how Dola did it. He was very, very, like, principled in how he did these things. Yeah. When it is whether it's recovery, whether it's stretching, whether it's training, whether like he had like the professional mindset of how you're supposed to treat yourself and your body, that is why he was able to last that long. Well, that's the thing about basketball. There are actually no shortcuts to to reaching the top. I mean, True. You have to really be focused. You have to be like hard working. You have to work more than I think everyone else for you to beat everyone else. Definitely. Yeah, so uh, let's let's take a break and then we'll come back. Welcome back to the Overtime Podcast. Um, your host Lambert, um, and, and and in this segment we are going to talk about the international scene, majorly NBA, NBA basketball. Um, the highlights so far we've 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 had a little over two weeks of basketball played, of of meaningful basketball played. Um, <clears throat> that is after the preseason, a little over two weeks. The, so I want I want our guys to be able to, you know, see what they what they say about the different teams who are their picks for, you know, to win it all. Obviously, uh, who who are they picking to win it all? Who are they picking to be the MVP of the league this year? Obviously, it's, it's, it's going to be tight, basing on the different different scenarios and what we've seen so far. But, you know, randomly picking, your 
defensive player of the year, your MVP, your sixth man of the year, your rookie of the year, the different awards basically. So we'll be able to tackle those and then, you know, we can start off with the, the different things. Uh, the, game, the league started on 22nd of, uh, of December, today is the 30th, so that's what, eight days of good basketball. So we can see what what are your highs, what are your lows so far from from the different games you've you've seen. Uh, for me, um, I was uh, impressed by very many teams. One as um, Cavaliers. Ha <laughs> Cleveland. Yeah. Those ones masquerade at the start of the season. <coughs> then no, this, then... this is different. I I feel like. We are seeing the Drummond of Pistons. Yeah. We have seen Drummond play at Pistons and um, he was a very good player. And now we are trying to see that kind of Drummond again. In, the in, defensive in Drummond, the scoring Drummond. He's, and he's, he's an old type big man. He's, yeah, not, he the, is, he's, he he's, he's not the new type. He, he's a type that is going to give you a double-double every night. That's he, true. He'll give you your 15 rebounds. But he's not an your... Anthony Davis kind of no, he, big man. He doesn't but... stretch out that far. Yeah, but all, all, all <coughs> Cleveland needs is life right now. They need someone who's going to breathe life into them. Cause... But I feel like we're just being overhyped because of the first like, three no, games. No, 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 it's okay. It's okay, but I'm <laughs> impressed. I didn't expect them. No one expected them to win their first four but games. But it's their first four games. No one, but you, 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 did, you expect Cleveland to win their first four games. If this was the first... If the NBA hadn't started, Lambert, you wouldn't bet on it. Would you? Of course you wouldn't bet on it. Thank but you. But ideally, what I'm saying is, you know they can win four games now. The... Uh, okay, three, four games, and then they go on like a 10-game losing streak. That's possible, <laughs> but it's already what? I'm, I'm, for now, I'm impressed with the way they have. They have started, you know? Yeah, they've, they've, they've really started. The crazy thing is, the other day, we had a number of upsets. Yeah. You had Cleveland, you had um, you had the Hornets beating the, the Nets. The Nets. Uh, you had like like teams you don't it really expect crazy. to be winning are the ones that won that the, that I'm, particular day. I'm a little disappointed with Bucks. The Bucks. Yeah, in a way that uh, teams are double teaming Giannis and but they have drawn it. It's out of it's out of plot. Like out once teams like once teams double team him, it's over. If you watch the Golden State game, he didn't perform. Be- they because they the were there, they, they blew, blew out Golden State because by of Middleton. Because of Middleton, not because of Giannis. It wasn't because of Giannis. But but you said that, but, but you said the other day that he was after that that max contract after signing that two two eight million dollars. <laughs> it was over. <laughs> it was over. Over. <laughs> but 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 also uh, still from that game, I noticed that for Golden State to to actually win games, they need to work for Steph. Because if Steph but is you know off, teams are playing box on one. Yes, I've seen teams do that. They are man marking Steph even before he crosses. Yeah. If they can't free him, they won't win games. Because Ubre, Wiggins, <laughs> Lee, <laughs> <they're> just 
a bunch of jokers. <coughs> Let me tell you. Right, 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 right. Now the the, the Warriors in you know like at the start of the season people are like, hey, come back here, what? Hey. Then Clay Thompson gets that injury and then okay. Now Draymond like, is out. Then Draymond is now out. So so guys are so guys are basically yeah. now at the level of hey, you know we Acceptance. might <coughs> yeah they're accepting they're accepting that we might have a repeat of last year. Yeah. But you know at least this year they have Steph. So they might try to push for like the eighth seed. Well, the thing about the Warriors, eh? I think some of these additions like Wiggins and Ubre are just forcing life. Because <laughs> like when you go to a team like Warriors, you want to play like like the Warriors. Eh? Uh, in that case that you want to shoot uh, three-pointers, you know, you want to shoot like Clay and, and Steph. Eh? Yeah. But when you actually cannot shoot, eh? now True. a man like... Um, Man like, Ubre, 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 like Ubre was Ubre. zero for thirty-one in the in the Ubre first two games. Ubre shot in his third game, guys. <laughs> Ubre has been attempting. I actually saw Ubre celebrate after that. <laughs> after making after that. Yeah. no, the guy was zero for thirty-one. No, the audacity! You cannot celebrate after all those. <laughs> but the thing is, eh? you guys are um, just throwing Steve, shade. Steve Kerr needs to encourage <laughs> these guys. Now, like Wiggins, <clears throat> Wiggins' game is based on uh, jump shots, eh? like in the paint makes his jump shot. Yeah, and attacking the yeah, rim. And attacking the rim. Eh? And uh, Ubre is also an athletic, um, you know, kind of person. Most yeah. of his points have been coming from, you know, from the paint. Eh? Yeah, yeah. Rather than shots. From shooting. So I think they should first get them comfortable to playing their game, uh, the way they are, they are being themselves by being themselves. Eh? So that they can, from there, then they can bring them to the level where they can start shooting what. But I feel like Steve Kerr gives them that opportunity. It's just a case of, you know, um, because you're on the Warriors, you have this, like, it's the Warriors. They no. are Steve Kerr has no option. Who is he going to play? Who is he going to play? He has no option. But the truth is, he needs to limit their time and bring on those kids. Bring on a player like Jordan Paul. Bring on those kids so that they also just run riot. Run riot. Because you and, cannot and have a guy who has missed two games, 33 <laughs> attempts, field goal, 0%. <laughs> this is not Golden State anymore. Yeah. But but you know you know people talk you know <clears throat> you know people talk about people talk about the, the Warriors getting back into that that level where they were, where they, they made That's the finals right. five times. But in all honesty, I feel like even when Clay comes back, the best that the Warriors will ever do is like like a, like a finals, like a, a semi-final conference. But, but, but all I'm saying is, you know, I they need to play for Steph if they want to move. Of course. They need, to, course. They need to recognize. They need to recognize that we have to play. And I've also seen plays where Wiseman is on a post, We'll probably have a mismatch. A man like Wiggins, who knows he's shooting 15%, is taking a three. A man like Ubro's on 0% is taking a three. Instead of giving Wiseman the ball, I mean, we have more chances. All <coughs> set has more chances scoring with Wiseman under the hoop than any of these guys shooting that's guys, not Steph. But, 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 but Wiseman is a really, really good pickup for them. He's good. And, and you see, he's, he's actually a very wise player. He comes out pick and roll on Steph, yeah, yeah. trying to create for him. Yeah, it reminds me of what Bogart used to do for used Stephen do. Curry, you know? just that he's a bit more... Just because he's also a scorer. Yeah. Bogart, 
Bogart literally averaged two points that championship season. Yeah, but he set hard screens. Yes, hard screens. but Wiseman is a guy who's going to give you points. He's going to give you rebounds. Because he's aggressive. When he's attacking the paint, he's actually very aggressive. Aggressive, yeah. And you look at Golden State, there was really no big man. I feel like if uh, if they can uh, gel in well with Eric Pasho, it would be good for them alongside Draymond. And Draymond, yeah. yeah. They'll, they'll, they'll make it work, but... Personally, I feel like the best case scenario they finish like ninth or eighth. Yeah. In in the the good thing this year is we have the playing tournament between teams that are in seventh up to tenth. So hopefully they get their shot at in the playoff tournament and see what they can do. But I don't see a lot coming from them. Um, <clears throat> we've seen a few. Talk about wizards. The Wizards. The Brody, Wizards. Brody and Bill. Brady. Brady and Bill. Brody and Bill. Triple double. Triple double. is on that triple double watch. He's, but the triple doubles are not helping. <laughs> the organization, the franchise is dying. He's, yeah. he's, 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 he's played, they've played. The Wizards have played four games. He has played three. In all the three games, he has a triple double. Unfortunately, the Wizards are on on four. They're on a streak. They have to snap out <laughs> of that streak. They are, they are, they are, but but you know, it's it's a new team. Um, you have to you have to understand that they are they're bringing in Russell to play with Bill. Then there's a new kid from Israel. He's actually really good. He might actually win Rookie of the Year. I told but but I told you guys that kid has been <laughs> leading his team to the championship. To the champ- they won the Israel. championship From last Israel. year. From Israel, yes. This was 15. He has been leading his team to the championship. He has, he has a similar story to the one of Luka Doncic. His is, his, his is kind of similar. So they have that that kid there. He's called Danny Avia. So, yeah. you know, probably they can get it together. I hope they give him more play time. He does actually play a lot of minutes. Uh, currently, I think they are not playing with Hachimura. Who's who's the rookie? So, who's the rookie who's scoring the most? It's Edward. It should right be Edward. now. It should be Edward. Should but be Edward, Edward doesn't really Edward, play that much. Edward is actually averaging over ten points, I think. But they've only game. played for like what three games? Yes, but he's still averaging the most points, I think. Among the rookies. Yeah, yeah among the rookies. But me, I, I, the the light, I've been impressed by. Two rookies. Mm. There's Patrick Williams for the Chicago Bulls. Yeah. We all know that Chicago Bulls are a dying franchise. A dying franchise. After the the six wins by 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 Michael in in the nineties, mm. the Bulls have been a sinking ship ever since. But you know, there's there's a spotlight on that kid. He's called mm. Patrick Williams. There's also a spotlight on the rookie in Cleveland, Okuru. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's really good. Then there's also Tyrese Maxey mm. of Sixers. He gives, <coughs> he gives the Sixers another point guard, another but, dynamic but player. As a rookie, you need to recognize that playing time is not going to be enough. Depending on which team you you're playing. Earn, on. Hold on, you earn the minutes you play, and especially when in a good team. Yeah. The thing about rookies that are in uh, franchises that are dying, they never actually make it. Look at players like Okafor. He was good at a certain point. But they don't come out. You get like yeah. they show glimpses because they have. I mean, if you have play time, you build confidence. True. It doesn't mean that your talent is increasing or something. No, they, yes, confidence. yes, your confidence is up, is up. But the skill set. I mean, 
if imagine a guy like okay now Melo, I believe should have enough playtime in Charlotte. He should. If he doesn't, then it's on him, because he should. Charlotte Hornets is not a team. It's not a team that you look at and you think ah he's not going to play. Oh, they have but but he is actually guys. playing already. But he he's is. not. Uh, his coach came out the other day and said, Melo has to earn his minutes. You know. Yeah, he they, has they, to start earning have, the minutes. Yeah, he, you, he has to earn the minutes yeah. because they already have they have scary Terry Terry Rozier. Yeah, yeah, Terry mm-hmm. And then they have PJ Washington as well. So it's you know they are both guards. Speaking are, of Rozier, they are both really he, good. He dunked on, he dunked on, on, on your man. He dunked on <laughs> your. He posterized your man. You, it just shows you that uh, KD is also human. <laughs> but, I mean, it's only it's only you who was thinking otherwise. We all knew also he's human. At, so if you also look at the blocks. Uh, our man LeBron endured. Uh, uh, your man Him for coming in is that uh, Lennon didn't come because he <laughs> because from uh, some his, of those <laughs> some of those blocks. He's chased down. He's chased down blocks. He's still Lennon is still is still trying is still trying to. To, to 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 fathom the fact go. that his guy was blocked that yeah. badly and on top of being blocked he it, he, it, it so gave him a, the guys gave him an L at the Staples Center Derek Jones so. Jr. Yeah Derek Jones Derek Jones really played well that game he really played well so. defensively Yeah both both defensively not, and offensively not afraid to pick out uh, I pick out LeBron You know that you know I feel like LeBron has a matchup back every game he plays because you know the guys go into the league and they're like every game that he plays they're like this is the brown I'm playing I get a block I get a dunk on him it's the brown for crying out loud yeah. Yeah. so he has he plays the good thing is he's that special of a player that even though guys like sign him up and they're like this and this and this he's able to like still beat guys regardless yeah. so Obviously, any player you'll be dunked on, you'll be blocked, but it's always a sweet thing but, to see LeBron you know, blocked. Because God knows he when, does it when a I look lot. At, uh, the way the teams have been playing, I I feel like most of the things are going to remain the same. I see Lillard's team being the same. By the way, that yeah. that that team is actually good. It's good, but it's, it's good, be but the same. Uh, I it's don't think the they are going to reach the same. Yes. Do you do you do you do you know? As is, those guys are going to finish top four. That Trailblazers. one there is subject the to Trailblazers. debate. It's subject to debate. It's subject to debate. Regular season, I think they, they are capable. If they are capable, but it's subject to debate. Obviously, it you is. You cannot come out and be sure. This is the worst. But all I'm saying, teams like Bucks, we might not see them topping. Yeah, I don't say that they Bucks winning so the East season. I, I like Jay Holiday that is playing, but I feel like... They needed there's another player. Missing. Yeah, there's, there's something, something missing. You can see it in, in how they I, play. Celtics, I still don't feel it. Yeah, they feel there's like they are missing, missing something. Raptors, I don't know. Uh, they Raptors lost it. They, they lost Ibaka. They lost Mark Gasol. Not they lost. I, I see maybe Brooklyn is going to come out as top seed. Yeah, Brooklyn might win. Actually, I don't see any team beating Brooklyn. Series of seven in the East. Talking well, of, uh, talking uh, of Brooklyn, they they got an injury, so they it, have it, it an injury. They still have options, but they have options. They still have options. You have Lavat, you have uh, what's the name of the guy with hair? Jared Allen. Jared Allen. 
Yeah, you have Kyrie, you have KD. That's a team. You have DJ. Remember, remember that guy was was a mag was the starter, the Spencer. But still, they have options that can and come in at least. You know, <coughs> the might... ideal, the ideal, the ideal replacement for for Spencer, I think, would be Karis Lavert. See, 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 the thing is, it doesn't make sense to put Lavert in the starting lineup. Yeah, most likely, the mm. they are most likely going to bring in Tyler. There's a there's a player on that team called. It's called Tyler Johnson. Yeah. So Tyler Johnson is most likely the player that's going to come in and replace Spencer, yeah. because as is, it is it makes more sense for Spen- for Karis Levert to be on the, the bench. Months. It makes sense for for him to come off the bench and play with the second unit. Yeah. Like if you look at most teams' second units, that guy is like the best player. Like, so he will be getting he his. Bring in Schroeder. Yes. Yes. Shoulder to 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 be. I think I think you watched how Karis Lavert carried the the Brooklyn Nets against the Grizzlies. Like he was just running every play. Lavert literally carried the Brooklyn Nets when Kyrie and KD were on that season. Yeah, he was doing everything for the team, man. So they they are still they are still a good team, but for me that was my pick for sixth (coughs) man this season. Oh, Karis, yeah, Yeah. Karis, Karis, I also. So see, but Lord Dispenser is out. I think the entire year he no. had a partial tear on his ACL. In the West, I we think all know how bad that injury is. Sure. So in the West, out. I still see Lakers coming off as uh, number one. Number one seed. Clippers have showed us clearly that for them, <laughs> they are on vibes. <laughs> vibes. But I do not understand. I do not understand Clippers. Clippers, the game before Mavericks. Who are they? Who are they? Uh, Lakers. No, no, they played oh. another team. They played Denver. Yeah. Denver Nuggets. Yeah. Yes. Clippers uh, shot above 40. 40%. But you know, like, uh, I, okay, the thing is, I know people are making, a, maybe I'm playing devil's advocate here, but a lot of people are making noise about that, that Mavericks loss, but come on, guys.